things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Ms. Dana McCool. How are you doing? Eric, I'm so spicy today. Oh, God. Well, just, let's can, get into let, it, Let's brother. get into it, so we'll do, get all the other stuff, because we have two very important guests over we here do. today. Uh, and one, I hear there's another one off camera. Nobody's seeing it's a backup in here for more. She's support, never really off camera, <laughs> yeah. though, is she? But we'll get, yeah. let's get into that. So first of all, folks, let me just address really quickly. Uh, quickly. Please get on YouTube, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe, like if you like to, um, you know, make the comments, but definitely subscribe because that's how you get the notifications when each video drops usually on Tuesday mornings. Yep. Don't forget to catch us on, you can also go to the platforms, the other platforms are Spotify, Podbeans, yep. Apple, all that stuff. You can catch us out over there. Um, so if you don't want to watch the video and listening, just listening alone is easier for you. You can catch us that way as well. Um, don't forget to, uh, we usually post the links to from YouTube um, or to YouTube from Facebook as well on our Facebook page. So that's the Smoking Truth Podcast. You can like us over there, please, and we'll uh, we'll have it over there. And then we have uh, at Smoking Truth or at Truth Smoking, sorry, on the Twitter, Twitter. feed. Yep. And then the email, I'll leave to you because I always seem to screw that oh one God. up. <laughs> it is gonzo at the smokingtruth.live. Beautiful. So yeah. there you go, folks. Please subscribe, your subscribe. Email comments and, yeah, and your email. feelings. Yeah, or just call us. <laughs> We get a lot of that, you know, so yeah. it is what we it is. We do get a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Some people don't want to leave trace evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, listen, yeah, exactly. No, I, and I understand completely why. So, just it All is right. what it is. So, Who's your ahead. lover? Oh, so I got this one from last week. It is uh, Intemperance, uh, the Whiskey the Rebellion. The Whiskey Barrel, uh, whiskey, yeah. Yeah, oh. so uh, they put me on it last week uh, when we were here, and yeah. I was uh, smoking it because I had just went on the show, and then yeah. I had like, another one after that, so it was... Um, you stayed for the little bit for the event, right? Yeah, no, I didn't stay for the event, but so right Tara, Tara D'Erico was over here, too, and there was another She's gentleman. She's a hot mess. And I just, so we just talk, got talking a little bit, and I told her, oh, I'm getting ready to leave, and then you were coming back from somewhere, and so I just ended up staying a little while longer, mm -hmm. so uh, anyways... Uh, Intemperance Whiskey Rebellion is mine. Which Listen, one is yours? I want to point out today that I am not with the blow-up doll today. <laughs> I have my baby Olmec here. This is my second favorite cigar that I smoke. It is amazing. It is a Nicaraguan with a San Andreas wrapper. It has become my second favorite go-to. Love, love, love it. I'm pretty sure my friend Kim Short's going to have one of these, too. I'm going to make sure she gets one. She's off camera over there looking like a 20s goddess. <laughs> over there. God, we need more room in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we probably do. Just anyways. Yeah, anyways. Kim and and you saw my other lover, right? Uh, oh, yes. the Yeah, I know. The midlife crisis stuff. Brad. Go ahead. Yeah, Brad. Brad. So just so you all know, I think Dana's going through a little bit of midlife crisis. I keep, you know, I just were her a little tiny bit here and there, but it's. I always find that when you start getting to a certain point in your life, and you have to start buying a motorcycle or something else you mentioned, I'm like tattoos. Yeah, tattoos. It's yeah. like midlife crisis time. So, yeah. although you've had yours for some time already, so it's not really. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. but yeah, she got a motorcycle. I so. got rid of my motorcycle last cancer event. This right. one, I acquired one. So it's a net zero. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, we're right. good. We're balanced. The universe is balanced <laughs> once again. <laughs> anyways, enough of the riffraff. Listen, yeah. I'm really excited to have yes. our guest. I'm going to give you a little backstory here. Um, probably about a year and a half ago, <laughs> um, with all of my liberal nature, I started maybe two years ago, really, two and a half years ago, I started hearing about, uh, in our community, Moms for Liberty. Yes. And I've gone back and forth with Moms for Liberty just over social media, not really with anyone per se. One of our guests was quite often the object of my, you know, the target of some of my comments just because she was the face of that. And she has, over the last couple of years, um, weathered the storm like a champion. My respect for her has grown <laughs> because she didn't duck. She stood up for what she believed in. I admire that in anyone. Yeah. You know that. The activist advocate in me admires that with anyone across party lines, across political philosophy, someone that can have the courage to stand up for what they believe in and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with opposition for me is uh, is a trooper so hey, listen um, I'm, I'm listen i'm always the same way i have no yeah. problem with my uh, i have a lot of democrat friends and i will tell you right now as long as you tell me what you believe in i may not agree mm -hmm. but if you're if i find that you're getting squeamish then i have to question your yeah. your yeah. yeah your true moral compass and what yeah. you believe as a democrat i'm kind of like eh. yeah yeah so yeah. anyway we're gonna test your shit today brother uh, i'm just gonna say that right now oh boy so. 
So without further ado. But you know what? I feel like I'm in good company, so we'll we'll see. (laughs) Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our two guests for today. We have Jennifer Waldo Kelly here with us. And then we also have Jennifer Dickinson, uh, both with Moms for Liberty. And we're going to get into that. Um, Off camera, we have Kim Short. But again, is she really (laughs) off camera? She just looks like a goddess. I swear to God. Kim is, whether she's on or off camera, she's just always on. You can feel the vibe. That's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) She's Uh, here for moral support. Yeah, exactly, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Hey there, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming today, Jennifer, you too. But I wanted to let you open up. I know that you and I talked a little bit about this week. And, um, you know, one thing I hate is uh, senseless attacks. You know what I mean? You can have a belief in a philosophy, and I defend your right to argue that on either side. But you want to get into what we were kind of talking about? I'm going to let you lightly have the floor, sweetie. Sure. First off, thank you so much for your words. I greatly appreciate that because, yeah, we've gone to bat on Facebook a couple times. (laughs) Um, But what I wanted to start off with, and of course, thank you for having me here today, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Something happened earlier this week, and I wasn't planning on talking about it today, but I did reach out and mentioned it and said Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, speak on Mm -hmm. it. And Dana said absolutely anything that you need. So on Tuesday, um, the governor, along with um, Renner and... uh, Commissioner Diaz mm-hmm. and a few other people, I'm not sure who they were in the room, had a meeting to discuss the upcoming school board elections for 2020. Mm-hmm. Moms for Liberty National, three of the Moms for Liberty National were also there um, during the meeting. And they, National has been contacting me for a few weeks, kind of reaching out, you know, what do you get, what do you feel about, you know, the two seats that you have and, you know, about three times. And, and Jennifer, what are the seats? Tell us the seats that they're in question. So, and there's two seats up in 2024 and that's going to be District 4, who currently is Carl Persis. Carl Pers- I heard his name. Yes. I heard about the, yeah. So. Yes. And then District 2, which is Anita Burnett. Okay. Is our Love current, her. Yes. Our no. current members. So. Um, an article came out later that afternoon. In what publication? Is it the standard? The standard, yes, thank you. It's a a conservative. Okay. It's a conservative um, outlet, so. That's putting it mildly, but okay. Mm. Will you stop? Just let her do her thing. (laughs) Go ahead, Jennifer. That's okay. Um, They had announced that they had targeted a certain amount of school board uh, current Democrat seats Mm -hmm. that they wanted to change, and it was the two and here in Volusia were included in that list. And um, there were some things said with Anita and Carl's name put together Mm. that I felt did not pertain to Anita. She had not done those things. And at the end, there was a piece about, at at the time I didn't know who it was, but their son worked for and helped a Democrat in Tallahassee. Anna Escamani. Okay. Okay. So... I know her son. I like him a lot. He's a good, good individual, and they, the family knows the Burnett family knows. I know the son. I know the Burnett family, and he's a very good young man. So, anyways, go ahead. Well, regardless whether he is yep. or not, you don't bring children or kids, even yep. though they're adult children, into it. Yep. She's an incumbent with a voting record. Yep. <clears throat> they and that wasn't and addressed. The, and that, the, yeah, and the child doesn't. Yeah. And on top of that, her husband is a Republican mm-hmm. mayor of yep. Port Orange, and yeah. he's a member of REC. Yes. <clears throat> So I, that really hurt me a lot that they did that. Um, I didn't agree with it. I called um, one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty National immediately, and she told me that they had gone up to bat for Anita when that came up. Anita was the only one that they disagreed with, mm-hmm. the governor's list. And the response from the team, the governor's team was, well, she's already on our list. Yeah. I, listen, so I heard Carl's name came up. Um, I didn't hear about Anita's. Somebody mentioned to me, say, hey, I heard he made the list. And somebody told me, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, his daughter is a longtime friend of mine, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I said, oh, listen, I'm not surprised. Um, and look, I'll, let, me, let me say this. I've told folks this on the show before. Look, he's my governor. Um, he's the governor for the state of Florida. I believe in a lot of what the governor is doing. And obviously the show can attest to it because she'll get on me a lot of times about it. And we all know where Dana stands with the governor. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm always going to agree 100% with everything that they're going to do. I mean, look, this is a free country. I, I probably agree with Governor DeSantis probably about 90, 95% of the time. But there's are times I kind of go, uh, like, I don't think he should have cut the budget. I uh, the, the, uh, did the, um, the veto last go around as high as he did. I was, I was very explicit about that. Um, but that's his prerogative. 
Um, Anita Burnett. I'll, look, I'll say this. I'm not going to say too much about Carl. I've known Carl number of years, and you know, God bless Carl. Um, and look, if he's on the list, he's on the list. Um, it is what it is, I guess. But for Anita Burnett, uh, I will say this. I will defend Anita from the perspective that I've come to know Anita Burnett. She's a good individual uh, who I think is trying to take an approach of looking at the whole entire view of everything. I've never known Anita on the school board to take a super liberal approach on anything. Matter of fact, she's actually come down a couple issues that even conservatives would be very happy Absolutely, with. Absolutely, yes. So I know she was against the um, she wasn't uh, she uh, she was against the mass mandates. Yep. Um, and so forth. So um, even if she wasn't as vocal about it, the point is I knew that's where she was at. And I know, so to me, I would say it's a little unfair, but just because I know she's a Democrat, and so the RSC over here is gonna go, is gonna go ape shit. I'm sorry, and I said I was gonna try and be good because I we have a preschool teacher next to me, and I'm trying to be good. But Anita's it just... <laughs> never done anything to go against the governor's agenda. Yeah, and she has never done anything except yeah. what's in the best interest of children. And say yeah. this, you know, I'm gonna say something about it. You have decent, hardworking woman, mm -hmm. no matter party affiliation, mm -hmm. who has a proven record yeah. of doing for the kids. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> and you have a governor that would rather have a panty sniffer on the school board, mm. okay, than good people whose honest interest I'll is listen, for I will, the children. I will agree with you. You talk about, we talk, have big fights about parental rights, but when you're not talking enough about children rights, yeah. children have the right to have the best minds on the board to make the decisions. Yeah. And again, she didn't go against any of the governor's agenda, yeah. but to have a hit list like that, instead of let's talking about who the best people are, yeah. that's the stuff that I'm talking about with the with the governor yeah you know what i mean know, i'm listen, gonna be respectful at this juncture yeah. because we already know i don't have to beat the band about yeah. where i stand with the governor on a lot of stuff yeah. you know um but that's that's unright yeah unright yeah. uh it's you know i'll just say this once again i've come to know her and her family um they're good people uh i like mayor burnett from port orange he's a good man good man uh, I've known him for a number of years. Uh, I know the I know the the son. And to subject uh, the Burnett family to yeah. that as a family unit, attack yeah. a family unit like that. Yeah. You know when people well, are trying to standard, be politically yeah. involved. To I think that the governor would be just okay if every Democrat were just to lay yeah. down and let him th rush his agenda well, through. But that's not going to happen because we have to have discourse. You cannot have. A, a, a whole state was of Republican-only thought process. You have to have, you have to have opposition. You have to, and he's not for that. Yeah. He is a dictator, and he's for you doing what he says. And if you don't, you get punished. Well, I'll say, Jennifer, let me ask you a question. When uh, that thing, when they mentioned his, um, her son, was it the standard that talked about it, or did somebody make a comment about it specifically? It was the standard. It was the standard. So here's what I'll tell you: is that. Unfortunately, a lot of things happen in politics, and I would almost venture to say the governor's not even fully aware that that comment was even made. And I and I'll I'll go as on the limb, all right. And I probably shouldn't have to, but I'll go on a limb and say that the governor's not aware that they made a comment. If about you're the a song. drug dealer but and you deal say, the drug to begin with, no, you're responsible not, no, in the long not, term no, for the I'm, death no, of a kid. No, but I'm not going to make that correlation like that because well, I blame specifically the standard for doing that because the standard shouldn't have done that. They should have left the child. Look, First we have Amendment, we have a rule that. in this country always. We try very hard to always leave the kids out of the politics. And his son had nothing to do with this. She's not, he's not the one taking the votes. It's Anita. And to your point, she's been, she's been on almost every single vote with the governor. And that, to me, seems a little... But it's just that's coming a lot from the REC stuff, and they're the ones pushing it. And look, I, I, I have friends in the REC, and I respect what they do on some... I, I, I get it, but this is a situation where I've said before on this show, what I want my REC to do is I want them to um, to flesh out who the dirtbag is. Meaning mm -hmm. that there's, there's a Republican who has no moral Apparently compass. Apparently it's right? Anita Burnett. Well, <laughs> you know? I don't want them, I don't, I don't necessarily need them, and, and this goes for everybody involved. I don't need you all picking and choosing who's the right Republican, not Republican. Just tell me that person is an amoral individual, has no compass at all, and that's the one I say, that's the one you guys need to get rid of. Not everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I've said before, I will take a decent, moderate Democrat anytime over a piece of garbage Republican that has no moral compass. I've seen enough in my day yep. and I just, and we all kind of go, well, because they're Republican, they have an R after name, which is go with it. I'm kind of go until the shit hits the fan and you get a guy like San George Santos out of New York, Long Island area who's lying about everything that he's doing and you're going, this is the type of nonsense I'm talking about right now. So Wait, anyways. isn't he the, isn't he the president? 
No, no. He's been everything else. I just yeah. he might be the president. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. He may, it may someone is mine. You know, it might be the that president. That guy may need a little bit of mental health issues. I don't want to. I don't want to make light of their mental health. But I think that guy's got mental health issues. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. Well, what is Moms for Liberty support yes. on this? Where I I understand that Moms for Liberty Republican, you know, women, right? Not necessarily, no. Moms. You want to go, Jennifer? Uh, no, I, it's a bipartisan. Is the school board? This isn't about politics. No, no, no. I'm wondering where where Moms for Liberty stand on, uh, you know, your support. Like officially, where do you stand on your support for Anita? Oh, well, on Anita specifically, yeah. right? As far as today, well, I would support Anita. She, yeah. like I said, she hasn't gone against yeah. any parental rights at all. Yeah, she's always worked well with us. You know, she's always open to listen, and you know, she's there for the kids. She's mm-hmm. uh, you know the same page as we are. Where we just want to make sure the kids are getting the best education and the things that they're supposed to get in the schools. Yeah. Jennifer, let me ask you a question. Would it be safe to assume that, and you please correct me if I'm wrong, that a good number, many number of the Moms for Liberty membership tends to be Republican. However, there are probably some more moderate Democrats who are who are supportive or maybe, some, uh, or maybe have membership in some way um, trying to help the cause because they, they understand what you are looking to try to do. I know each chapter is a little bit different, um, but is that a, would that be a somewhat fair statement to make? I know it's generally leans um, tends to be Republican, but do you have um, Democrat members within your ranks as well, or is it just strictly all Republican? Tell me, I, I don't know. As We're gonna as- have one as soon as Dana joins. <laughs> <laughs> I've been accused of being Republican, closet Republican. I talk about that on the every show. Uh, I'm like, Blue's not gonna get rid of me. My, yeah. my party hates me sometimes. Nah, no, plus know. the Republicans probably have issues with some of your plastic straw comments anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, listen. I, well, to I, answer to answer yes, that question. I'm sorry. Yes. A lot of the members do have conservative values, yes. but no, we're not just strictly Republicans. But are there are there Democratic are there Democrats currently in your chapter? Yes, really. Okay. Okay. All right. So that being said, let me also give you my own personal history with the Moms for Liberty folks. Okay. Uh, they came to the Capitol about uh, within the last year. Well, they've been coming for the last two years that I'm fully aware of because mm-hmm. they've been coming in much uh, greater strength over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never have a pro- I never had a problem with the Montreal folks when they would come into the office and we'd have conversations about what they were standing for. And mm-hmm. I think Kim pointed this out last time. Each chapter is going to be a little bit different mm-hmm. um, and so forth. And some may- To that point, yeah. can I just ask, how many chapters are in regionally here? Like Volusia, Flagler, Seminole, how many, how many chapters yes, are Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So ba- almost each county has in Florida, like more or less has- I on- think over half in Florida. Over half? Have- okay. All right. Okay. So I've never- Somebody asked me one time about Moms for Liberty, and I, I, so I did a little research on it, and I said, look, man, I, they're advocating whether you 100% agree with sometimes the methods or not. I said, to me, it's always about they're coming at this from the best of intentions. They're looking at, you know, what they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in our schools, what type of, you know, academics making sure that what is, what's being taught to our children is actually supposed to be taught to our children according to the rules and regulations. Can I just ask you something? How yeah. long is current curriculum... How long has current curriculum at its base been in, in, in te- how long have we been teaching the current curriculum? I'll have to defer to Ms. Short for that one. I don't know the answer yeah, on that I don't one know. off the top of my head. I don't know how often they do it. Yeah. Yearly. It's an annual thing. Am I to understand? Yeah, so there was some. Yeah, there, there were some new standards just that just math came out. And then they're going to yeah. do social studies. Yeah. Okay. So there, I mean, that's they, they my point. They review them every so often, and then they, they change the standards based on. Yeah. And I want to, and I want to talk about that, and, and I want to talk about it. I know that we tease and we prod a lot on this show. This is very important to me. However, my son is an educator. My son admires you greatly. By the way. Yes, he's great. He he is. He is a staunch advocate for uh, special education. Um, he is a teacher advocate. He is the biggest student advocate that I know. And it, it, I'm just going to suffice it to say that. He respects greatly your opinion, your outlook on things. He does you. And I'm sure what you guys are doing. So I just want to say that. And I take seriously this platform. So when I ask questions today, this is truly from this Democrat's standpoint, okay, trying to understand and trying to reconcile how we address issues of past racism, slavery, uh, currently LBGQT, gender and sexual issues, because uh, to me, they're different things. I want to talk about it and I want to get an 
education here. So I don't come today from an adversarial standpoint because, you know, I play devil's advocate a lot. Right. I just do because I like dialogue. I like I like arguing. I like learning. OK, so when we get in, I want to get into, first of all, the, I want to talk about two things while you're here today. Um, masking is gone and done. We've learned our experiences from that. I don't want to beat a wet, wet, dead horse anymore about masking. OK, everybody knows where I stand on that. It's done. It's over with. I want to talk about current cultural issues. OK, OK. I've gone through the list of 19 books. I know that at current there is uh, there is a um, group right that is studying the books now. You've had the training, correct? There's 19 committees. Yes. 19 committees. They've, all the trainings have been completed. All the training has been com uh, done. And there's 19 books, so you have a committee studying each book. And how many are on each committee for each book? Nine people. Nine people for each book. Okay, and they consist of what, Jennifer? Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember, there's going to be a media specialist, mm -hmm. a curriculum specialist, mm -hmm. some teachers, two parents, one community member. Okay. All right. That's right. Okay. Chime in, Jennifer. I wasn't come. chosen for the committee. So <laughs> I, I wasn't either. So <laughs> I was not either. I, I know somebody put my name. Email. Yeah, I, somebody sent my <laughs> name. Oh, Anytime you, you want to interrupt us, you can interrupt us. Don't worry yeah, about it, Yeah, because we get off. Dana, yeah. you didn't get on a committee? No, I didn't get on a committee. No, I didn't get an e. I, I could never find an email. Ruben asked me um, about it because you. Yeah, I heard you were appointed by appointed, not chosen. So I'm. Con you I'm need to hold confused. my hand. That, okay, hold my hand and, and get me straight. Okay, <laughs> so get me in there. Right, let's fix that. Okay, if I was so. I want to talk about, I read um, through, I read Cliff Notes. Let me just be clear about that. I'm not saying to the public that I read all 19 books, okay? But I read the, the content, and I understand where the concerns are, and I want to hear uh, from you, too, okay? As moms and as working for, or, or with Moms for Liberty, I want to hear about what your concerns are because, I think that there are two, um, two sides that need to be addressed. First of all, the content and age appropriateness, right? Yes. yes. I don't want you teaching anything to children, uh, quite contrary to people think, in preschool about anything. This is going to be a different issue, right? Anything. We're talking strictly about books right now. That's not appropriate age, right? Parents have all authority, all rights over children that age. My concern, I'm going to give you a scenario with this, and we... We'll get into that in the Stop Woke, but that in looking at the data set regarding what books are being banned, okay, and I'm going to do it from, or what type of books are being banned, I'm going to do it from number one down to number seven, okay? Okay. The, the con just the content, not the books themselves, okay? The most uh, banned or consideration for banned has to do with LGBTQT prominent characters, Okay. And I, I'm going to move that aside from sexuality. Two different things to me. Gender, identification, sexuality, two different things. The second most banned is protagonist of color. That is, that's just data set that I looked at from all sides, okay? Number three, what we have issue with number three is sexual content. Number four, issues of race and racism. Number five, themes of rights and activism. Six, biography or memoir. And number seven, stories with religious minorities or et cetera. So we have least problem with uh, books that, that highlight stories of religious minorities and most the problem with LGBTQT prominent characters. So I need for you to differentiate for me because as a Democrat, I'm, you know, I'm so liberal about that and I try to talk about the difference between sexuality and genderism. So can you tell me, I want to understand the Moms for Liberties stance on that help me to understand how to be a better supporter of what everyone considers mid-road and right okay jennifer as far as that goes for me a lot of the times in the books that have the lgbtq characters mm -hmm. it's more explicitly sexual interactions mm -hmm. so it's the sexuality it and is, not the gender it, it, I, I don't have issues with the sexuality you know that is not the issue the issue is that they tend to go a step too far mm -hmm. in the descriptive you know interactions and i and and without and with us talking as adults right without being graphic or anything like that where is the line there is is kissing okay between two of the same sex in just in a book story 
What about holding hands? I would say in the high school level, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's a more mature and yeah. they're understanding and they're seeing it in the culture already. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay. It's really the very graphic. The pornography part of it. Yeah. The I, don't, I don't subscribe to that either because here's the thing. Content is so readily available on the internet that yes. I understand we need to create a safe capsule and it's yes. not our job to provide sexual material to high schoolers okay there's enough of it readily available so i agree with you on that so it's the sexuality it is the sexual it's the sexually explicit content and it kind of upsets me that they're using the lbgtq community and and, in as a as a train to bring that in Mm -hmm. because under the guise of oh we're just presenting LGBTQ material i i get i'm they appropriate it right and i hate that too yes every book that went up to be reviewed of the original 77 was for sexually explicit content. Okay. All right. Sexually explicit. And I'm just drawing the line here because here's the thing. What might be explicit to me because, and somebody else, because we have become such a numb nation. We have so much information readily available to us. I think that with adults and kids, we become numb sexually. And I am, I'm a very sexually liberated person, but there's a time to introduce our children to that. I believe that. Um, I believe that as a parent, you have the right to how you introduce your child to the subject of gender and sexuality. But I also believe that you have a responsibility as a parent to do that as early as middle school now. And I'm sorry, but seventh, sixth grade is when you need to start talking about birds and bees. Seventh grade is when you need to start talking about these issues that are, are important and we, where we have children dying because they can't well, talk to somebody. Let me, let me, let me, let me chime really quick over here so i think and i'm going to bring the republican out right now because mm-hmm. something just came across my wire yesterday from a friend of mine out in orange county in the winter garden area specifically which i take exception to so i think on the larger scale i think we can probably somewhat agree not all obviously we're never gonna make everybody happy when we're talking about the high school level right if we're talking like an lgbtq issue or a hetero issue it, when we're talking about that relationship status or where it's going from there. I think when you're talking about kissing and holding hands, have those conversations at the high school level, I think is one, it, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The challenge is when you start getting to middle school and then how far back do you go? So for, example, so, so for example, I had a friend of mine yesterday tell me, he's taking his kid to middle school, sixth grade. On the door, there are stickers there all over, all over the middle school about um, trans, you know, uh, trans flag with your welcome or whatever it may be. And I'll be honest with you, I don't need that in middle school. And if Orange County is allowing that to happen, shame on them. If Lucia County allows that to happen, shame on them. This is the type of stuff that, that tells me, and I go, thank God my kids are, are old enough already, because I don't want to deal with that. At sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I'm not saying on some level you probably couldn't, but to me, I always look at it from the fact that I work in Tallahassee, and I kind of go, look, man, our country is built on a nation where we do by majority rule. It doesn't mean we sacrifice completely the minority in, in any situation. We take into consideration. But that is, when you're talking about trans issues, you're talking less than 1% of 1% of 1% of the population. And I want those kids to get help if whatever's going on, I don't even know what's going on because I don't even get it. Because I don't think the LGBTQ community even gets it sometimes. I talk to a number of gay folks who are not part of the movement. And their concern is that they feel that what they're doing is getting appropriate to, in order to encompass this whole big thing, and how far do we go with this, they're including, they're including all these other groups. And to me, I have family who's gay. And I'm going to tell you right now. They do not agree with a lot with what they see happening with this LGBTQ and everything else that's going on in the book because we're trying to lump every other single little minority. I'm not saying we shouldn't be there. Let me ask you a question. Should a classroom, a classroom of 30 kids, if you have one child with a peanut allergy, should all 30 kids have to adhere to that policy? I don't think so. Really? Okay. I, I don't like when yeah. I'm on the. I don't like when I'm on the plane. I think it's the parents' responsibility to make sure their kid is safe from peanuts. But yeah. here, no, but here's the thing. It, it, should the other 30 kids have to adhere to the policy to protect the interest of the one child? Should 30 other kids not bring peanuts into the class? I think the cha- I think, well, first of all, look, the, the question comes into food and some other things like that. And yeah, I know we're getting, we're going to get into the weeds and some We're going to get in the weeds because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Right is right. There are no absolutes. There are a lot of areas. And I want you to tell me as a Republican, anybody, yeah. tell me as a Republican, when you have a child that is 10 years old and it, and the child with 
the child identifies as a gender other than its own, how do you, in a sterile manner, explain how, you know... How do we even know that? Here's the thing. That's my I, problem with that, No, listen Dana. to like, me. How do we even know that? Listen to me. That's sixth grade already. Listen, really? No, I'm saying 10, 11 years old. I know sixth a child grade. right now that is that. A child at that young of age wanting to harm themselves because they feel different, right? And then you... you what do you do? Tell me in a sterile manner how you make it okay for that child to be okay. Yes, that's a parental thing, right? But as a community, you have to fit that child in. Same with child, and I'm not saying a child with those issues are the same as an ESE child, but there has to be a reasonable accommodation made for a child that is struggling with issues so like I would, this. So I, what I will say is this, look, on any particular, one particular issue you have, I think, look, I think the school system to try to do what they think they can within reason reason to accommodate beyond that it, it is becomes it becomes a parent's responsibility to figure out what's next and i just think here's the thing okay i'm i'm you know a devil's advocate yeah, i know my thing is that as a whole we can all agree that we just start we need to teach children to start being kind to differences period that's the way oh, you I, listen, listen, and i don't you, you and know know I, mean? I don't think anybody would disagree with you on that on, on that matter yeah. dana look my, yeah. my my i've told you before my brother is a very uh, devout Christian, and while he may not always agree with certain certain segments of society, ultimately what he's always taught is you love. Ultimately, God's mm -hmm. going to be the ultimate judge. If you believe in God, Jesus will be the ultimate judge at the end of the day. But while you're here on earth, our goal is to go ahead and love you. For just I'm taking you at face value as a human being, as a person. I love you. Hey, God bless you. Not my style, not my way of doing things, but love you, and that's it. And, and not be. I think that both parties get on board with that, and we start talking about how do we do that as a community instead of all this other stuff stuff this is going to get judged torn apart these you know what i mean the ma the majority is going to speak and we're gonna we're gonna adhere we Can are kicking and screaming but i listen i agree with about 70 percent of where we're at mm -hmm. with book i don't want children exposed to stuff that they shouldn't be exposed to that's that's where i'm at with that and i'm one of the most liberal people i know as far as that goes right i hate censorship i don't censor our program i hate that I can get on board with what's happening right now because you know what? We still have um, a responsibility yeah. to to stick to our own values, but we have a responsibility to get in the middle and Dana, make it listen, I want you to know something. I'll say this really quick. I'm mm -hmm. with you on the whole issue of book banning and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. It reminds me, you watch these movies when they do book burning and we don't want our kids to know anything. Yeah. I'm not. And then we're doomed that. to repeat history and so forth and so on, all that and other I'm nonsense. However, I would say what these folks are doing here, and Jennifer, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the idea is that you're, the idea here is to get a committee of individuals from teachers, folks mm -hmm. from different backgrounds, yes. to figure out a way to come to some sort of middle ground on yep. what's appropriate for our children, specifically in the middle school and elementary school levels. High school, yep. I, there's certain things I probably may I, I may let pass a little bit more, but specifically at the that's going to be a whole nother hour. Uh, I know, yeah. So at the middle school, yeah, at the middle school and at the elementary level, and I think that's what you all are trying to get to, correct? We're, we're trying, I think, to establish a policy would be nice. So we're, okay. I mean, we have all these books. You know, but we have policies for other things in the schools. We have dress codes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I know my children were never allowed to wear inappropriate clothes to school. You can't wear foul language. Mm -hmm. You can't wear alcohol. You can't mm -hmm. wear violent shirts. Yeah. So, but then the book issue is, but then the books are in the library full of sex and violence and drugs and alcohol. It's like, so you can't see it on a shirt, but you can go to the library and you can go read about it. So, I mean, where, where? If they have a policy for one thing, then you should have a policy saying these things are not appropriate in school. You, you know, I would like to see more a policy following for the cursing in the school. I don't really, I think that's very disrespectful. You yeah. know, you shouldn't be able to do that in the schools because I know a lot of these books have a lot of profanity in them. And we've become know, numb. And I'm and saying we're that becoming numb. we've just, become yeah. numb. I say and, that as a Democrat, as a liberal Democrat, I say that we have become desensitized. And, and I wish that we could get back on the side of being a little more sensitive to somebody else's needs. And I jokingly refer to that like, you know, depending on who we have in here, it's like how the cuss jar fills up. But when, you know, somebody comes on my show with more conservative values, I absolutely respect that. I respect that. I'm not a prude, but I respect the fact that that's, that's not their jam. And I, you know, I try to make a comfortable yeah. environment for, cause you're not telling me what to do outside of my yeah. environment. You know what I mean? You're just, we're well, trying to. Just so everybody knows, even if I, even if Dana and I get hot in a particular issue, the end of the day, like I'll, I'll just go with her after the show and we'll talk for a minute mm -hmm. or two mm -hmm. and just kind of flesh it out a little bit. Um, cause we understand that the hour may not, you know, may, 
may not provide enough time, but yep. we do it just because we want to get to a better place yep. ultimately. So even if you don't see it on the show, trust me when I tell you, she and I are talking about it afterwards to get to a better place if, mm -hmm. for better understanding. If, if we don't agree, at least we get to a place of better understanding. And right. I think that's ultimately what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, and, so. and listen, I'm, I know for 100% certainty that I'm going to have you guys back on because there are a lot of things that needs to be continuing yes, work. I'd love to have Yeah, we definitely want to have you all it's, back on. Uh, it's continuing work that we need to do. And um, so... If we run out of time, just know that you'll be back on. It's not a one shot because I need for us to have um, dialogue as we go along. That's how we fix things. That's how we um, we permeate the um, really prejudicial stance that parties have right now. I abhor extremism on either side. I will decry extremism on my side. I hate the progressive politics that go on. I'm a blue dog myself. You know, I am socially liberal, but I'm very, I'm financially pretty much, I'm conservative yeah. unless it comes to paying for babies and stuff like that. And I mm -hmm. give them every bit of money that they need to do that, you know. And I was going to talk about the stop woke, but I think that that deserves a whole commentary on its own. That's getting in the weeds for that and trying to finish that in 30 minutes is going to be crazy. But I want to bring up something to you as leaders in the community, something that I talk about quite often, almost any time we talk about development. And I know that you and I have talked briefly oh, about this. Concurrency, I, concurrency. I know that, that Kim and I have talked about that, and that is concurrency. And one of the things when we are developing and building a community, the, the current concurrency that we have now right now is bs it's rubber stamped yeah you got enough school to uh hold this many more kids when you're slamming in a thousand more apartments a thousand more houses whatever right <laughs> but what we don't have and what the state doesn't factor in and make a requirement what the county doesn't and what the cities don't as far as concurrency goes is they don't factor in the teacher shortage if you look at our numbers right now, where we ha are up at 97, between 97 and 105% uh, at capacity right now, which I know it's 105% you can be at, right? They I can serve that yeah. at, at capacity and that's so. okay. If you take those numbers, you factor into the teacher shortage in that number, you're actually at 130, 135% capacity, 140. We are failing in almost every school in Volusia County, and we need to demand better from uh, accountability from the governor, from the state. And that's something I would really like Moms for Liberty to work on also, because when we're talking about quality of education, the, the book thing is just one component of quality education right. that we have. And so I want you to talk about what your concerns are i'm going to shut up and let you talk because i really want to hear what your other concerns are other than this this is all like cultural stuff right but we have other things to work on that need to be addressed and i want you to talk about teacher shortage for our children i want to talk about what your satisfaction level is with volusia county um, school system as as a whole can you tell me about that so i can learn a little bit more about that well, I can start off real quick with the last workshop they had on Valentine's Day. They presented the proficiency rates. Yeah. Eighth grade math, 17%. Yep. Mm. I, I was astonished. I leaned over to the person sitting next to me. I said, is that like a sliding scale? Or is that, <laughs> is that like the real, the real? She's like, no, that's the real number. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a big one for me. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's many reasons um, for that happening and the teacher shortage uh, mm -hmm. is one we don't have uh, good core quality core teachers right now. let me ask you what are your thoughts on the governor bringing in uh, people from other countries to teach our children and here's why I'm asking this okay if the when we talk about the money factoring that we could send down and pay for our teachers that the way that they should be paid as opposed to what this is going to cost overall in terms of you know kids are going to move in and out of the private to um, and I'm not going to get into that right now either but you know the voucher system moving children in from public education taking the money for private education education sliding them out then back in into public what are your thoughts on that i i feel for me i feel very betrayed that we can't support our teachers that we'd rather bring somebody else in from another country to teach our children than than be okay with what we have here um i have mixed feelings on the international teacher thing i think it is a lot of money mm -hmm. for a little bit of people yep it is it is. Jennifer? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I know from my experience with my, I had one son that had um, a foreign teacher. She mm -hmm. came from another country and I know it was a problem for him because the language barrier. Now mm -hmm. she was a Spanish teacher teaching Spanish and he failed his last, the last semester, the not, last nine weeks 
because he couldn't understand her English mm -hmm. enough to learn the Spanish. It was mm -hmm. like the, the communication was really challenging for him in that aspect. So that does concern me that, you know, um, how well do they, you know, their accents can sometimes be a problem inside mm -hmm. of the classrooms if, if they're trying to teach the kids and they can't understand them. And I, I think it's a lot of money. I, I wasn't really happy when they yep. just, they kind of just went on through with that. But I, I, but I understand there's a challenge because they're trying to poke, you know, fill up all the holes. Like we're, we're hemorrhaging and, and then why can't we do that by taking care of the teachers? I know. Another it, thing I'm, that concerns me about that is they're going to come over here and you think they're going to put up with these behaviors no. from no. these kids? No, they're no, going to no. be out the door like the rest of yeah. the teachers. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's the biggest issue with teacher retention from would be what behavioral. I see is behavioral yeah. My issues. son talks about that a lot at being where he's at in middle school. He talks about the behavioral mm -hmm. issues because here's the thing. Where do you cross the line? Let me ask you this, okay? How far do you want a teacher going disciplining your child? What is acceptable to you? I mean, I don't want hands on my child, but I, mm -hmm. I mean... I've seen these kids and you, you can't not sometimes, I don't, I don't know the answer. Is. I mean, yeah. I don't want them. I mean, I know paddling is still on the books in the state of Florida. Yeah. I know for myself as a child, the threat of paddling was enough for me back mm -hmm. in the eighties. Yep. Uh, kids nowadays, I don't, they know there's no follow through. So they don't have, they, they don't, they know there's no going to be no consequences. Mm -hmm. If I do this, oh, I'm going to go down and sit in the and office. And that's one for a of the things that I have. That, that's what I. That's one of the fundamental problems that I have about us preaching and being so hot about parental rights because and there are some circumstances, and not all parents, but there's a good number of parents that they shouldn't have the right to do what they do to their kids. You know what I'm saying? That's it's. And, and so then you are left with teachers, good teachers who are trained, who are professionally trained to handle these behavioral matters. And then you have, when they do that, when they exercise that right and they do what they've gone to school for and they do what their good hearts tell them to do, then you have a parent showing up, I'm going to sue the school mm -hmm. because this te teacher was doing their I job. Think, so there you go with parental rights. Yeah, well, and it's so, it's so convoluted. Well, I will tell you this, that my, to my personal view, point on this is that look i'm all for parental rights but that also means that comes with responsibility parents and i said this before it comes with responsibility parents you want to have that active voice in your school that comes with a responsibility i fully expect you to because guess what our schools are not dumping grounds so that way the teacher can then teach you how to sit properly in a chair and also this that's that's all at the home stuff i know what happens my point is is that that come there's a certain responsibility that comes with that and um, the challenge always is, I think, I don't know if school districts, and I'll say for Volusia County, just specifically, I, I don't know where Volusia is at 100%, but we're not putting enough attention. We're so worried about other nonsense and, well, we gotta make the A, we gotta make the A, and I get all that, I do too. But this didn't happen overnight, get, you know, get, getting to wherever we're at and trying to get there is not gonna happen overnight. But we're, no, we're also leaving behind some of these missing pieces, which are these kids that are having issues, and what do we deal with? Mm -hmm. Look, there are a number of teachers. I'm not saying it is, it is bad, super bad district-wide, but there are a number of teachers who are yeah, dealing is, with this Eric. problem. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> look, and if I'm wrong, then correct me, but I'm just saying that there are a number of teachers, a good many number of teachers in this district, beyond ESC, who are dealing with kids who don't know how to act appropriately. And then you know what happens? The parent complains to the school board member, complains to the district, and then the district doesn't do a damn thing and says, hey, fix it back there. Well, how the hell do you fix it when mom's going, oh, F you, this, that, and this, my kid don't do a damn thing, and blah, blah, blah. At some point in time, the district's gotta sit here and say, wait a minute, ma'am, sir, the buck stops here. I'm sorry, but there is the quorum we need to have in the school, and your child doesn't meet that level. Yep. There's a basic we're supposed to have. If your child is running around like a little maniac and beating on teachers and scratching teachers, my wife used to tell me a number of teachers who would sit here and have scratch marks. Yep. Hey, man, I did not sign up for World War III in my classroom. Yep. You know, I, one thing I think that would help that, if the teachers had more control over their classrooms and the principals had more control from the district, the district I would don't disagree with you, yeah. Jenna. Uh, yeah. If they would loosen up the strings and let them hold those kids accountable, do things that make the parents uncomfortable. You're going to have to go to Saturday school. Your yep. parent's going to have to take you here. Yep. Or you're going to have to go over here and do this. Oh, you're this. out. Guess Sorry. what? Guess what, the, hey, guess, yeah. guess, what, guess what this gentleman did? I screwed around too much in New Jersey, and I got my ass whooped from my mom a lot. I came down here to Florida, right? <laughs> and so guess what? I was short on credits because New Jersey's credit system for high school was a little bit different than out in Florida. Florida's a little more stringent, right? So guess what I had to do for two years? For two years in a row, I had to take the bus. I had to walk from high school to middle school, take the bus to go home because I missed my bus already to go back home because mm -hmm. I had to take 
take after school, and then I also had to take Saturdays at one point <laughs> time to make the credits. That's what I'm talking about. That's accountability. You know what my mother told me? That's what you get. That's what you deserve for messing around in New Jersey, and I warned you about that. So can I fix? I'm going to fix this right now. Yeah. Okay. Let me fix this right now. Our school district needs to restructure, and here's what I'm going to put in charge. Okay. Sheriff Chitwood's going to be our superintendent. Okay. <laughs> he's going to be the end. Sheriff Chitwood's going to be the end. Okay. Where did that come from? Because yeah. <laughs> he ain't going to fuck around. And I'm sorry. I'm there. No other word. I'm going to put two quarters in for that. I'm going to put two quarters in for that. Sheriff Chitwood will not fuck around with behavior like mm. that. He will have accountability. He does it with his yeah. deputies. He does it with his community. Don't care if you love or hate him. He needs to be the daddy. Yeah. Okay. Then this is going to be the mom of the school district. Jamie Haynes is going to be the mom. You know why? Because she's going to be tough, but she's not going to pull up with your bull crap. She's not going to pull it up, okay? The aunt that you're going to go to that's going to bitch slap you with reality, mm. going to send them to Aunt Kim Short's house, okay? <laughs> that's who that's who's going to do that. And we're going to start a reform school, and that's who that's you know, who's going you, to you know what? I, so you asked this question of Kim last time, right, mm -hmm. about, you know, the – your perceived role, what you think, mom should liberty or whatever. And Kim said, hey, look, they're kind of like a watchdog group. And mm -hmm. I would say this. I wholeheartedly support you all, 100%. I love the idea that there's a committee and you, and you all are there with the book stuff. And I know that's more social stuff. And we can go on another hour about yeah. that. And yeah. we definitely want to have you all back on that. But I definitely want you all, you all to help out as well, big time. Yep. On holding the district accountable. Not the little maneuvering here and there right. and the shuffling and all this other nonsense, but really holding them accountable to what you what you just said, Jennifer, about the 18%, really? Yeah. We can't do better. And working with them to keep hold their feet to the fire in this stuff. And hey, just don't give us a bunch of shuffling and then tell us at the end of the school year, well, these numbers went up over here and they'll give you surface stuff, but they're not digging down deeper and going, wait, and then you're sitting there, both of you kind of going, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute, these numbers. Well, we're not going to really talk about those numbers. But you know what? We did great. And what we our graduation rates are really we're here stop the nonsense and mm -hmm. i think every school district needs to have a group like that that says no they're willing to dig in a little deeper yep. i know you got great support of the two of you also from from kim who was obviously was supposed to be my school no, not my school board member one of my school board members for this for this district but my she point is sniff panties. yeah i know well, yeah so <laughs> But I I'm wanted, pretty sure she does. My point is panties. because she was educated. She's been educating herself in this process for a long time. Yep. I think many of you, obviously, you're, you're you're in the system. So many of you are doing that now to hold the um the the, the counties or the school districts feet to the fire a little more and say, hey, just don't mm -hmm. give us a bunch of shuffling around here thinking you all fix the problem because there's a lot of good talent in this district. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good talent in this district that know. But the top don't want to hear sometimes because they want to gloss over it a lot of times yep. because they, they don't yeah. want a dose of reality. That's the problem. That's, that's what pisses me off. The last time I went to the microphone at the school board meeting to talk about the numbers, I almost made Fritz's head explode. So yeah. I have yeah. no problem going up there. Hey, what is that. that pile you got right there? What's going on there? This was just stuff if we were going to be having like reading time. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's got to be continuing education yeah. right here. It's got to be continuing. I have stuff in here on the books, of course, because I knew right. we were going to talk about that. So yeah. I have examples of that. But I also have stuff on the rates that we just talked about. Yeah. Just anything. Go, that do I the rates. Go, go ahead. I want because yes. I want to hear that. I like numbers. I like data set. Well, because you know all the, the, time the, the video when the video drops on Tuesday. Obviously, uh, the goal was to go ahead and share with everybody. I want educators, the teachers that are out there in Volusia County. I mm -hmm. want y'all to hear this so you know, so you're arming yourselves with this information so you yep. know and parents in general just right. know so you can go with your school board members and have conversations that's with them about where that. i'd like to our organization there's we have a great group of of people that are working on all these things but i with the parents that i know mm -hmm. i'm trying to make them aware because, good because i know as a parent i didn't know any of this until 2020 and they said your kid can't go to school and they kicked my daughter out of school and i was mm -hmm. like wait what's happening right my kids are good kids yeah so we just kind of you skate through the right. education system like everything is all fine until you go ahead go for dig it dig into the weeds but i want parents to yes. hear these 100 so i'm sorry you're gonna they, be j1 and j2 okay you know, that'll work. <laughs> you call me jen yeah. jen i miss jen at school miss so jen Jen. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm not getting in trouble sitting next to her, I tell you that. <laughs> I printed out a couple of the slides from the presentation on the mm -hmm. workshop last time, and the first one I printed out was graduation rates and acceleration rates, and I learned recently about how they figure out the acceleration rates, but 
that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother hour. (laughs) (laughs) So um, graduation rate that they had on the slide for uh, 2022, 2023, it says 90%. So Mm -hmm. it shows an increase. I guess that's what they're expecting um, from 88.7. But then when you look at the proficiency rates, the first page we have here is ELA um, elementary. We have um, last year, third grade was 51%. And then this year's 53. But then... No, no, excuse me, that was last year. And then this year, it went to 39. So this, excuse me, this is the state, this is the county. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gone down. Um, here's ninth and 10th grade, 45 to 35 for ninth grade, 46 to 37 for 10th grade. Here's the math. We're um, raising a generation of would you like fries with that. Yeah, math, mm. if, if that. Yeah. Math, uh, third grade. 54% to 28, 58 to 27 for fourth mm-hmm. grade, 50 to 27. And I think I skipped one with the eighth grade. Yep, there's, it went from 26 in 2021 for eighth grade math to 17. See, we are losing every day, people. Do you see this? People of Volusia County, we are not holding our, we're holding our teachers to standards, but we're not holding the district to standards. And that is very, very, very So one thing that used to frustrate my wife all the time was, and look, this is someone 22 years in education. She loved, it was for her, it was always about the kids. Never, Mm -hmm. yes, the teachers are involved and trust me, and she knows, and there's a lot of teachers that know my wife and they know 100% where she's at. But for the kids, uh, there were times that you're going to pour all these numbers and it used to frustrate her. And she, and my, my wife is her own best critic, right? And she would constantly challenge herself. And, and I say this because she would go, these are the numbers. And, they, and some people would kind of go, well, you know, Christina, this, that, and she says, yeah, but wait a minute. Since when is 50% like good? Mm-hmm. In what world are we living in? No, I'm trying to get to 65, 70 percent because that's where we're supposed to be. Right. But the problem is that means you got to push a little harder. And We've you become push a little okay harder. with half-assed. You yeah. understand that? Asking for, then if you're asking prior years when you used to ask for support from the district, it was kind of like it was hit or miss sometimes. And so obviously, look, I in some respects, maybe they're trying to get better. The judge is still out on what's going on with the district just in general. Uh, they did a little reorg uh, recently. Uh, we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you right now is that But this has been going on a long time. And I'll sp- speak specifically to Volusia County because I live here in Volusia. This has yep. been going on a long time with Volusia. And then, to Shane's point, spending money, millions of dollars on programs. And you're sitting there going, wait a minute. But we got qualified teachers over Absolutely. here. And we're relying heavily on these programs. And I'm just sitting there kind of going, you got to be an $8 million. So $8 million. And I'm not saying this is, you know, $8 million covers the whole budget. But money you could be spending on and ma- ensuring that you're hiring a better quality teacher. Ramondo. Right? Yeah. How much do we have vetoed last year? $4 billion. Yeah. How much do we have in reserves? We have, I don't know, like 12, 13, Can we have some of that years. fucking money, please, uh, back here you, in Volusia? I, t- I tell you how I feel about it. that. Can I know, we have I know. that? Listen. That's your governor. No, nah, well, listen, He's being I'm not stingy. saying, listen. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, listen, I hear you on some level, that's the state. But this is also years of neglect from this district. I remember we had a former superintendent way back, and we were spending tons of money on Taj Mahal schools. I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And then you come to find out afterwards, oh, the football field's complete crap, but we just spent five, six, seven million dollars. Did nobody right. do ground test on this stuff? Right. My point is, it's years of neglect. And we're building the debt little by little. So now we are stuck between a rock and a hard place on which way to move forward because our resources, financial resources, are strapped and they're limited. Mm-hmm. This ain't all the state's fault. We have to put the I'm blame back on the I'm not saying it's the yeah. state's fault. Yeah. I'm saying that that's where the money is. Uh, listen, okay? I get it. And here's the thing. Being that we have become a more Republican district, okay, and that traditionally Republicans are going to fix what's wrong, mm-hmm. then they money should follow listen my hope is for the best look i know jamie i know ruben and, and, and anita and i think they're doing what they think is best for the district and they're trying very hard but i also respect the fact that they are stuck between a rock and a hard place and what i and don't want shouldn't be and, and what sucks. i don't want to see is you know more of the same shuffling here and there and they come back to the board and they're making the reports and everybody's going well we're doing this we're doing that and to the lady's point hey, we need to start digging a little deeper because you guys are putting on a bunch of little rose-colored glasses and that ain't mm-hmm. the case. I agree. What's the first step to, to sobriety? Acknowledging there's, there's a problem. There's a problem. Yep, you yeah. got it. Yep. Yeah. So with these numbers, our kids can't do math. They can't read. But we have a 90% graduation rate. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. 
the boss over there is giving me the finger. Like, <laughs> oh, right now, Tom, I can't even believe that. I think we got about 10 minutes left, more or less. Five. Five. Five, ten, all right, five, five, five. six, seven minutes. Yeah, Here's what five. I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I want to do. I love it. Thank you. I need you, Number you, one, you Everybody needs to come yeah, back again, yeah. please. Number please. one is that we we'll need to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get rid of the systemic, um, the systemic fighting that we have between two parties because I will here to tell you, and you know this, that I am one of the most liberal people that there is out there and i have deep concerns about education the same as moms for liberty i would say that i probably 78 percent support you oh god that just hurt my democratic head but <laughs> but about 78 percent support because listen you are very dedicated women all of you i'm talking to each one of you in the room i want to have you back in about six weeks i want you to come back because i want this to be continuing dialogue here we can't fix something one and done we have to work together um, and, and fix these things we'll tackle them one at a time but education is so important you know that like three out of our last like five shows has been yeah, education related so it is important to us and i want you to come back i want you to bring us facts and figures i want you to tell us what you're concerned about um we want to hear that we want to get it out on the platform we want you to bring we want you to bring your people to our platform because we want to hear. Yeah. We want that dialogue to get out. We don't have a narrative here and we don't have an agenda here. We our only agenda yeah. is to get to the middle of issues and come to an understanding about what we all agree on instead of and stop talking about what we disagree on. Let's talk about what we agree on in a civil manner. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about what we agree on. I'm just maybe, so maybe next time we'll, we'll dedicate maybe 15 minutes to the Stop Woke Act. <laughs> and then the other 45 minutes we dedicated to the Moms for Liberty so we can get to this. Like I said, I really appreciate what you all do. I'm in full support what yeah, you all do. Absolutely. Um, and I you. want you to know that please hold their feet to the fire because listen i talk to a lot of folks in district and they tell me about certain things a lot of it's employment related there are stressors that are out there as well mm -hmm. too and they and they talk to me um, but more importantly digging into those numbers that you are now starting to dive into yep. for the purpose like we talked about um Ms. Jen, Ms. Jennifer, Ms. Jen, Ms. Jen, Jen. Ms. Jen. Jen, Jen, that the parents need to know when mm -hmm. you talk about when we talk about rights. I almost got really New Jersey. I said we talk <laughs> uh, when we talk about oh, parents rights. This should be a parent right. It goes beyond just, hey, take care of your kid and make sure your kids acting responsibly in class but it's also about this and can sure we add that to the conversation it. and because the whole narrative it throughout the whole bill talks about parental rights parental rights there are children rights and there are parental responsibilities that need to be talked about also this is not a one-dimensional issue and it can't simply be about parental rights because not all parents out there deserve that right sorry i said it okay? <laughs> yeah, it comes said with it. responsibility <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah, most of it's exactly. all responsibility i would agree you know with what yes. if when my child was in school beat that ass listen they probably should have called the, they should have probably called the parents responsibility bill but it's a big you know it's a lot of rights <laughs> right syllables oh my there, god so. you gotta take my rights <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Say. Hey, listen, I don't name these things. They Listen, somebody in their infinite wisdom says, we're going to call it this. You know, we're going to call it this. This sounds yeah, I'm, good. I want to warn you, but, and I shouldn't, because yeah. you know how I like a good fight with you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> your boss is one of the co-sponsors of this bill, so you're going to get into it, because I'm going to take you apart on it. Okay. You can go right ahead. You know, I don't no, like. I don't I listen, know. I don't like all that woke oh, nonsense. Okay. But that's okay. We'll, we'll get What's into woke? some more. What? what is woke to you? What is we woke? talked about it once before? Listen, we got a couple minutes. I, I listen. I tell you what we'll do. I Come promise here. you. Come no, here. listen, listen. I know. You're okay. I know. Yeah, right. I know you're about to get my blood to boil. I will. I promise you this. On the next show, we'll go into a little, or depending on who com comes on next, but we will get into a little bit more about what I'm seeing and many others are seeing and what is classified as woke. Do I believe that that term gets? Can we use another fucking word? Because this do is so again, we're becoming desensitized. We throw around stop a lot, it. and I think tell that your we over people to stop it. I think we overuse it sometimes. I do, but no, the point is to hit a, a it's it's to hit a mess. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and you all say, oh, the Earth's going to fin finish by 2030. Come on, let's stop. Well, let's we stop using woke <laughs> if we stop using banned books. Ah, because we're not banned. Books of concern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Age I can roll. So, I can roll. All right. So what's, a, what's, hey, what's a good one for woke time? What's another one, an alternative word we could use for stop woke? Stop woke. I'm gonna, <laughs> anyway. I'll have that by the next show. I love that. that stop woke. I love it. Man, come here. It's creating division. Yeah. That, that yeah. woke is create division yeah. is it, what it is. Yeah, yeah. it does. I know. And we hate that, right? Yeah, we hate that. Do you remember when I hated you? Yes. You remember that time of hating? Because I was in the fucking can. She was in the woke chamber. She was an echo, like anti-woke zone stuff. You said the F-bomb. Come on, we're going to help you out. I want to make sure you got it because, you know. 
Sometimes you slip. Anyways. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, listen, is, God, we need to wrap up. I hate it. I know. I hate it. Especially, let me tell you something. There are a number of shows that we do, and I will always say this, that some are uh, always a little more lively than others, and mm -hmm. which is fine. It's all great content and stuff, mm -hmm. but there are those individuals you just want to keep on going with. Yep. And I would I would have loved to go out, but we are definitely gonna have you. We'll be on. back. Yes. Yeah, yes. we're gonna have you. Like I, I, honest to God, think about like every six weeks. I need somebody in here so that we can continue to dialogue, so that we can continue to talk about it. If you guys know anybody that would like to come onto the show, because again, we really do want yes. to remain um, a an open book. <laughs> an open book that everyone uh, can yeah, participate yeah, yeah, in. You know what I mean? We really do. Jeez, so, yeah. unbelievable. The, well, listen, Jennifer Waldo Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Waldo Kelly, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You're amazing. I, I like you. It. And Miss Jennifer Ms. Dickinson, Miss Jen, thank Ms. you so Jen, thank yes. you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Cam, thanks for coming and bringing your beer and cigar <laughs> in with us and fitting Gosh. in. We love you so very She's much. Like, thanks for calling me on. At least I'm drinking a beer in the background. <laughs> We appreciate it. I'd like to thank our guest engineer, Dr. Love-ish, today. Dr. Love-ish, yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, Brand he was uh, he's holding things down. Did you see the shirt that Brandon had made for uh, me? Uh, oh, the the pink one that I saw that, the pink one, that yeah. you showed me last week? Team yeah, McCool. Yes, yes, I saw that. He I did. He did. That and he's nice. got good hands, too. Uh, it's geez. a private joke, but not okay, private right, that right. way. No, no, no. All right. Not like this. He was modeling cigars for the shop, and there became a discussion about how great his hands were. That's what it was. He's a hand model. Oh, he is yeah. a hand model. Wait a minute. Uh, now we're all going to look. Oh, oh no. Team McCool. There, there you go. I saw the other one. This one's just as good. This actually, this is great, actually. So cool. Cool Let's stuff. All right. Thank anyways, you very much. Thank roll you it out, my dear. Go yeah. ahead. Listen, guys, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, we're going to have these wonderful ladies back and some more. Um, this is to remind you that we have open debate. It never need to be contentious because we're all here to learn. Um, we do tackle controversial and uh, subjects in a provocative way, and we talk about things that are uncomfortable. But I think that we get a deeper understanding of the people and the issues as we discuss, and we want to keep doing that with everyone in our county to make us stronger. That is the goal. So remember, come back and listen, and that if it's important to you. It's important to us. Peace. Bye. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production.